Hey beautifuls, welcome to Fitness and Mrs. Podcast. Today I have my gorgeous goddess, Angel Nicole, with us. Hey beautiful, welcome in. Hi guys, thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm so excited you're here. Thank Nicole you. has such like the most warped personality. Everyone she sees, she's like me, she says, hi gorgeous. And I think she's the only other person I know who claims this hi gorgeous. I do. I do say that a lot, yeah. But it's good, because it calls people out on their truth. Yes, and it's just, if you can make somebody's day, like, you don't know, you know, so, I don't know, it's just, it comes from my heart. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. When I had transferred, so I'd been up to Maryland for a little while, and I transferred back to a laundry store that I work on in Texas, and Nicole didn't know that I used to work there. Mm-hmm. And That's right. That's right. <laughs> and I didn't tell her on purpose, <laughs> which might have been a little bit cruel, but I didn't tell her on purpose. And you were just so warm. You were so welcoming. Like, just whatever I can do, like, and that tells a lot about a person, and that's why, I, remember, that's why I told yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, I remember, like, they were like, oh, we have a new person, and I was like, okay, perfect, and I went to introduce myself, right, and I was just, I, I think I told you, like, hey, whatever you need, welcome to the team, girl. Yeah, you got this, or whatever. <laughs> I didn't know she used to work there, so, and then, like, three hours later, they were like, oh, she used to work here, I was like, what? She used to work here? No, yeah. Oh my god, I just told her, you know, like, I was, I don't know, I felt not uncomfortable. I was like, oh my god, maybe I stepped up no. a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. oh my god, maybe that was not my place. But um, it was not because you came later and just like, thank you, you know, for giving me just a welcome back, you know, so warm, so nice, and made me feel welcome. So I was like, okay, sounds good. <laughs> I mean, because that's your vibe. Like, you're literally, your vibe is like, everyone's your girlfriend. Yes, yes. You I'm know? Very, yes. I just... I don't know, I I didn't grow up with a lot of friends, you know, so now that I'm older, it's like I want to connect with people. I want I want to make a difference. And if I can, it's, it's, if just with the conversation, yeah. you know, you can get something out of it, then I, I, make, like, I make it, like I made it, you know? So it's just, I think it's just part of who I am. But I would never guess that about you because you're so bubbly, you're so warm, you're so <laughs> girlfriend-oriented. So like, what was that? kind of like secret from that place where like didn't grow with a lot of girlfriends but yet if there was like an ultimate girlfriend Nicole would be like the sex in the city meets girls trip <laughs> <laughs> like the ultimate girlfriend like um, what would it be and to interject real quick we're eating strawberries and whipped cream as yes. we record this podcast yes. so we were getting a little bit sweet but so um I don't know, I guess life, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my life wasn't that easy at first. I used to move a lot when I was mm-hmm. uh, when I was little, when I was younger. I used to move a lot. I'm not military or anything. It's just my parents really like to move. And with that coming, with that being said, I didn't last in school very long. So it was hard for me to make friends. Um, it wasn't until I got here to Texas and... I started, I came in high school and, you know, I met my best friend, my recent best friend. So, um, I don't know, it's just, I learned how to develop myself a little bit. When I started working, um, I was 
two months in my old job, I was already team lead. Two months later, I was already assistant manager. Like, and then wow. I had to deal with how to be a manager, how to be not too serious, but at the same time, like, hey, yo, I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think that it's because of how I grew up, I think, and I've met wonderful people and people who have hurt me and people who have taught me how to, you know, be cautious at first because I used to think that everybody was my friend. Yeah. Uh, but there's a balance, you know, like, um, not everybody wants what's best for you. And even though you want my friend's success, is my success too. Um, mm-hmm. Even if we met two days ago and you call me a week later, hey, girl, I got the job, that's my success too, and I'm happy for you, and, you know, that's just who I am. And yeah. I think it it, it 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 got a lot of situations to get there. Yeah. But um, I don't know, I'm still learning, I'm still growing, I'm still, you know, getting through life. <laughs> no, because that's beautiful. And I fully believe, like, whenever I see someone who's together and I'm like, ooh, the way you're wearing the stilettos, are you wearing the way you're wearing, like, that dress, like, look, like, you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. you are wearing us well. Yeah, for sure. Because, like, that's how it all kind of just folds in. Yeah. Um, kind of two-part question to this so and for those of you listening to the podcast I'm sure you've heard this story but these wings that are up here these big pink wings they used to be white and I'd always dream about having like wings from the Victoria's Secret store the ones I would see on like mm-hmm. Adriana Lima and Tyra Banks and I'd be like wow I want to you know I mm-hmm. would love to have them so before I moved to Texas the first time I had designed these big wings but they kind of had a lot of workarounds mm-hmm. and ostrich feathers are super expensive so I kept the feathers through the structure way super metaphorical came down here and I rebuilt the feathers in this time in the goddess way rebuilt the wings in the goddess mm-hmm. way like okay what's the simplest sexiest thing and the wings I instead of going big I was like let me just design small and see how sexy like I can actually make it right yeah and then um, people walk in and be like, where'd you go to, where'd you get these wings from Victoria's Secret store, you know? And I took them, I redesigned the wings a third time, made the structure even better, dyed them pink, added sparkle. I had married myself. (laughs) Yeah. I had married myself, so I had like flowers on them and everything like that, but I had to put together, put down um, the Victoria's Secret wings and really pick up a goddess head of my own. Mm -hmm. And so, um, one of the girls that used to work at the store, I met her for lunch recently, and she's like, Jasmine, say all these self-love posts, but sometimes I wonder, like, do you really, do you feel your own wings? Like, do you, she talks about the self-love, but does she really realize that in her post she has her own set of wings, mm-hmm. you know? And I always said, like, why well, lay down my wings for my little brother, but our body are our wings. And so we're always kind of unfolding, not a new pair, but there's so many depths to them within. And I was belly dancing and I asked my body, like, why don't I feel my wings? And um, like, or why don't I feel my worth? And my body told me like, your wings are behind you. Mm. So what does that like spark kind of like within you? Like, how can you say from your story, how would, how does it feel to find your wings, to redesign your wings and then to really find your identity within a form but without a form without the labels and like this is Nicole for sure for sure so 
Growing up, um, I was taught to be a certain way. Okay. I was taught to, you okay, you're this, you believe in this, you are like this, you dress like this, you think like this. Right. So it got to a point where, now that you question your parents, but you question like, is this who I really am? Is this what I really like? Mm. And I think it took me a lot, like, I mean, I'm, I'm 20 now. It took me, I started wearing jeans a year ago. Oh. I was 26 before I wore a bikini. I haven't worn a bikini in my life. Okay, well, this don't wait. Don't wait. It's my summer. <laughs> yeah, definitely do while you're 20. <laughs> this summer is my summer. But um, it, it, it got a little used to, I don't know, it's just more of experiencing life. Mm-hmm. Getting to know you, like, yourself. Um, one of my ways of getting to know who I am is by writing. So mm-hmm. I, I, I started writing my novel. You know, I'm it. still finishing it. I love it. Um, but I wrote little mini stories yeah. about who I am and what I want to become. Um, and it's just, it's been a process. Like, I know, like, my wings, I get them. Like, I see them and I feel them when I'm writing. And that, mm-hmm. yes, that's who I think that my, uh, my writing is just a way of getting to know who I am. And does it ever scare you when you get to know who you are, or do you like welcome it? I welcome child? it. I think at first I might have been scary. Like, I remember when I started writing, I was like 14 or 15. Um, I don't even remember. It's, I remember this one time they were like, you know how in, the, in uh, an English class they do like warmers and they tell you write about whatever. Mm-hmm. And I remember it was like a five minute warmer, but I was there for like twenty minutes. <laughs> the teacher like, came girl. out. The teacher was like <laughs> giving the class already, and I was still in the warmer just trying yeah. to figure out my life in those twenty minutes. Like, <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, maybe I should write. Mm. And that's how I started. Um, and then I got like those little books that you know every day you have like um, reflections and stuff and I learned you know how to teach her and how to write a book and whatever but it was I don't know I, I wake up every day I write a little bit I do my morning routine and, and I see them I just look at myself in the mirror and I, I feel them I everywhere I go I, I put my myself like what what if you go if you come to my house you get Nicole inside my house outside my house <laughs> I like, love it. My parents that was a, like a, my parents had a hard time accepting or maybe not accepting but maybe uh, growing into like a little girl into a woman and you know having mm-hmm. my own mind and my own mm-hmm. coming from a Hispanic family oh my God that's the <laughs> thing you have to do what mommy puppy says. You know, this we know you know you don't know, and I was like, yes, I do, I do know. This is um, when I was eighteen. It was hard because you're not an adult, adult, but you're not a kid either. Right. So I used to work, pay my things, like, and they would still like have some type of control over me. And I'm not mm. saying that I don't. They don't. They can get to advise me. They can get to like, hey, mamita. This is, you know, I think I think this is a better thing or a better way to deal with it. But no, their way of like it used to not anymore because they we've had to sit down and talk like, hey, listen, I get it, you're my mom and dad, but or you're my family because you're my family. And used to like 
Well, I don't want to say butt in, but give their opinions. Sometimes you know? the recipe is not the right recipe. Like, right? yeah, for sure. And growing up, or now that I'm 20, I know how I like things. I, yeah. And I still, sometimes I do have to do changes on me, of course, I'm human, but I think that my change has been dramas- dramatically. Like, if you would have met me five years ago. I'd be like, what? Uh, what happened? <laughs> no, what happened? that's amazing. Yes. So, like, you talked about writing stories, and feel free to share, like, as much or as little as, as you feel comfortable sharing. Like, how did you find hope in the story that you wrote? Oh. Um, <laughs> that's deep. <it>. That's <laughs> So, my big, I wrote little stories, like, you could say little chapters. Um, but I do have my main novel that I've been writing for four years now, mm-hmm. and I haven't been able to finish because I don't, I don't want to say, like, oh my god, I had a hard life, but I went through so no, much. Nicole, you had a hard life. Can I say it for you? <laughs> <laughs> Do never deny your reps. Step up. I'm back in training as I put through a workout plan. If the plan's a plan, yeah, you know, you got us it. You got us the shit out of your life. (laughs) (laughs) But, you 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 know, know, that's what makes you a goddess angel. You transformed it. Yes, for sure, for sure. Um, I think my breakthrough was probably... like two years ago maybe that okay that's just who I am and I changed like for real like nobody's gonna change me this is what I like no matter what nobody says so what was the before and after like what was some of the hard stuff before before and after so um I wanted when I was little I wanted to be a dancer mm. For the longest time, that was my yeah. dream. I wanted to be a dancer. I was a dancer. I started ballet. I was in hip hop, break dance, salsa, merengue, bachata, all okay, those things. Okay, so yes. you should definitely teach me some moves later. Yes, I for love sure, it. for sure. And I did get classes, but um, I, my my parents didn't see that as a career. Mm. So it was hard for me to you know, grow up and wanted, they wanted me to do all these things. My parents, well, I'm not gonna say parents because my mom always told me, do whatever makes you happy. Right. You know, but uh, with my dad, it was more like, you have to be a doctor. You mm-hmm. have to be a doctor. All of my, I have, we're five siblings. I'm the middle child. But um, the you first think you're two. the oldest? Well, the both. <laughs> I look like the oldest. I feel like the oldest. Even I'm the middle <laughs> child. I take care of my bit, like my um, older brother and sister. But um, they're from the first marriage. Okay. I'm from the second marriage. So. Um, so you're the oldest in the second marriage. Yes. I'm so that's first. how you got all these old. Probably old soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> Probably, probably. Um, they've always, they've always told me like, oh my god, you have like a little, um, an old soul. Like, I was yeah. like, mm, I'm the oldest. <laughs> that explains a lot. I had to be the mom sometimes of the, you know, the family, and that's okay, you know. Uh, my parents went through so much together, and I, I don't, I don't blame them for my childhood, but at the same time, it's like, wow, like you guys could have done different or another way or yeah know. it's kind of like going back to Nadia was saying like with recipes earlier like it's just not the right right recipe for me 
and maybe the cookbook like isn't there anymore you know what I mean and we have to take it down but it's so hard because especially something like culturally right mm -hmm. Hispanic African American the structure is set up a certain way yep family is set up a certain way it's kind of like an undeniable code in a way but just like religion can be toxic Mm -hmm. There's patterns, like familiar patterns, that were never meant to be goddess lines within the family. For sure. You know? Yeah. I understand. Um, my, my mom went through so much, and I think that's what I, I learned from it a lot. And Which now is I'm good. careful with who I led in my life. Yeah. In a romantic way. Yeah. Which is um, good. I love my dad, though. I love my right. dad. If he needed my my liver, I would give it to him. My heart, I would give it to him in a heartbeat. But sometimes, you know, your parents, they do what's best. But once you grow up, you realize that that wasn't the best. Maybe the resources and the timing. There are different no times right now. There's more technology. There's more right. books to read now. There's more experience. People are talking about their past. Like you can learn from other people. Mm -hmm. uh, my dad is a little bit old-fashioned, so he doesn't like to be advice as much or no, I'm the man, you know, you. So it's getting him used to like, hey, Bobby, let's sit down, let's talk about it. You can learn from me the same way I can learn from you. Right. Yes, and for him, that was a, like a big part. But um, I don't know, it's just. So how did you release yourself from familiar patterns at 20 years old? This is insane. Like, do you not hear how insane this is? There's I, people that spend thousands of dollars to do that. Um, I guess through my writing, um, finding who I am, I think that's, I mean, it, I didn't get here in a, in a day or two. It's just I went through a few episodes and where um, I didn't want to eat, I didn't want to do nothing. I, mm. You know, it's okay to let yourself feel those things. Yeah. Just don't stay there. Yeah. That's that's what that's my main thing because people think oh you need to be strong, you need to be this. I was strong for eighteen years. I was mm -hmm. strong for eighteen years. So many things like and when I used to be back home, back home is um in the Caribbeans, um I used to move a lot and my parents separated a few quiet times. So for me it was very hard. But I didn't experience it as a child. You know how when mommy and dad separates, you cry, you'd be like, I want mommy and daddy together. Well, for me, it was the opposite. I didn't want my parents to be together. Yeah. And now that I'm 20, I'd be like, oh my God, thank God they're still together. Mm. But as a little girl that I didn't understand what a marriage was and the commitment and the love and whatever, um, and how they overcame it after so many years, um, I, I'm grateful that they stuck to it and they're now they're happy. Now they, they've changed, they've learned, they heard their kids because right. when I'm when I get to talk about my story or when I talk to other 18, 20 year olds, some of them their parents don't listen to them or even though right now I'm still of course they're still learning how to get their daughter. I'm still learning how to tell them things, you know, mm -hmm. just, that's a life. Mm -hmm. But two years ago, I couldn't, I couldn't go out to the movies. I couldn't, right now I'm here in the comfort of your house and 
yesterday I was like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna meet with a friend at her house, and they were like, okay. That was that was not a thing. That wasn't a thing. Two years ago, two mm. years ago, it was like, where are you going? Wh- who are you gonna be with? I don't know that person. You can't go. Mm-hmm. Like they don't know all of my friends. Right. They know a few. Right. I don't invite everybody to my house either. You know. Right. Yeah. Um, if you know, I do eat out. Like my and I'm gonna open up a little bit about this, but I my ex-boyfriend, that was so hard. It was my first boyfriend ever. Mm. And it was so hard. Like I did everything right and they were still like and this was three years ago. Um they didn't they didn't want him. They no, you need to focus in school, you're gonna go to college, you can't have a boyfriend now, this and that. Mm-hmm. And back then of course I'm not the Nicole I am now. So I always say that I let it slip away. I didn't fight mm-hmm. enough. I didn't and that's why I learned now that if I wanted something and I love somebody, I'm gonna fight for that person no matter what. Yeah. And um he's good, he's fine, you know. But we went through so much because of our parents and his yeah. parents too. Like we just and I did everything right. I did everything right. they wanted me to do before right. you start dating somebody. Bring him to the house. That's what I did. I waited to be eighteen. I wow. waited to be eighteen. We yeah, were friends before I was eighteen. Wow. And I was like, I'm not gonna date you until I'm eighteen. Right. I want to be friends first. Let's get to know each other. We got to know each other for eight, ten months. Wow. Um, and we were just best friends. And then I was like, mm-hmm. one day, you know, I want you to come to my house. Let's have dinner. My parents like, I want you to meet somebody who's special to me. Right. Because we were not dating yet. He was a right. friend, but, you know, we, we know we liked each other. Right. So it was a mess that day at my house. My parents were not having it. I was like, that was so disrespectful from you guys. You could have um, talked to me later on after he left, but it was so bad. Then. Like, while he was there, it yes, went down? It, it went down while he was there. He oh had gosh. to calm me down. Like, I was about to get... Like, you have never seen me mad. I was mad that day. So I taught my parents a lesson. Um... And they still, they still think about it, and t- and we talk about it sometimes. And we're like, I'm so yeah. sorry. Like, you didn't know we were that bad. And I was like, well, <sighs> it took me a lot for me not to leave the house because I was about to leave. You were like at your breaking out. point. Yes, because all of my life I did everything you wanted me. For the first time, I bring somebody home. We're not even doing nothing bad. We're just eating at your table. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like we're hiding it. Mm-hmm. I'm literally at my house eating with somebody I care about. And you want to be all petty and all mad and all disrespectful. Like, no. Mm-hmm. So, so of I wonder course. if it was the anger that, like, got your wings out. Pro- oh, Maybe my frustration, my anger, my wanting, wanting to be heard. Yeah. Like you're like you're hearing, but you're not listening to me. You're not yeah. you're not understanding the words that are coming from my mouth. Like yeah. I'm telling you, this is what's going on. This is what I want to do. But still, you see me as the baby. And it got me so mad because I love my brother. He is, he, his birthday is uh, this Saturday. He's about to be 18. Aww. Right? But 
He's been with his girlfriend for three years. Oh, so you're like double standard. Yes. <laughs> yes, I hear that one. Double standard. Yeah. Yes. And at first, they would call him La Miguita, which is the little friend or whatever. Right. So those who know Spanish, La Miguita is always like, oh, the special friend. But at the time, they acknowledged her as my brother's girlfriend. And I was like, we're not even dating yet, and you're not allowing... We're 18. Yeah. He was... 19, I want to say. He was, like, a little, like, a year and a half older. So not, yeah, not even. Um, so, you know, we were both older than 18. Um, he might have been 20, not going to lie. Um, but it was... Well, not bad. It's just two years. I normally do 10, so that was just two years. <laughs> <laughs> not bad. Um, but for sure, for sure, it was, it was a learning experience. I get to love other, you know, for the first time, you know, I learned a lot of things with him and it was a sweet, innocent love and stuff. Um, so, you know, now in my future relationship, I will know what to look for, what, yeah, what not to do. If I, if I really want to be with you, if, if you really care for me, we'll fight for each other and we'll stick to each other and... You know, it's just, it's life, and at least I'm blessed to learn all of these things by 20. No, it's a huge, and what would you tell people to kind of look for in a relationship? Because (laughs) I was in this Facebook group, and it's like this, I think originally it started off as like a business Facebook group, but I feel so sad for these poor souls in this group. It's like based in Austin or something, and all they like share in there are like their dating like woes. Oh. And I didn't even realize it was like that hard out there. And then every time I like, I need to figure out because I think there's some kind of plugin to like block the news feed on Facebook because I don't, you know, I use social media to share the message about our bodies being lingerie, but I don't, I'm not on it, on it like that. Mm-hmm. But every time I'm going, I was like, this is, I'm going to have to step out of this energy because they're going through it. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna yeah, just stay single sure. in these parts. Like, I can't, like. For sure. Um, I mean, I don't know if, my, I, I guess people can learn from me, but, um, and I say this with such a humble in my heart, um, and I talk about it in my book, so it's like half of the book is about this. Because it was good. so hard. My breakup was so hard for me. Yeah. Now I'm fine, but my breakup was so hard. It's raw. Um, you know how they say you'll never forget your first love or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that in life, if you're if you're blessed enough and lucky enough to find the one when you're fifteen and get married by twenty and live forever and ever perfect, but I think that not everybody has that chance. Not everybody mm. hits it at the right time. Yeah, I think that we let our emotions come in the way sometimes. Whenever. I remember when I met him, mm-hmm. I I was so giggly and so, I don't know, I think it was the age, it was the first guy that, because I promised myself I'm not going to date through high school, I'm not going to be one of those statins or pregnant in high school, like, no. <laughs> I wanted I to focus because yeah. I, I graduated with college credits and stuff, so wow, I, I yeah. made it, I graduated, yeah. um cum laude and I, top of my class so I really you know I focused so I went into my senior year actually to you know hey you 
my senior year, but my last semester, um, I turned 18, and then by before my graduation, we started, you know, that's when he came to my house or whatever. Mm -hmm. Then we started dating, even though my parents were against it. I was like, you know what? But it was hard. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it was. <laughs> it was hard. <laughs> Just put it mildly. It was hard. So whenever we, or at least I go through things, I try to see the positive outcome. I try to see the positive outcome. We didn't end on bad terms. I think that's very important. I think that a lot of people end on bad terms, and that's what, that's when you don't, and in my personal opinion, that's when you don't learn. That's when uh, you don't learn. When you don't end, when you don't end something with peace. Uh -huh. We loved each other so much. I still care for him. It's a different type of love now. If he needed anything, I would go. Yeah. If he wanted me at his wedding, I would go. I have no problem with that. We don't talk every day. Absolutely not. I haven't talked to him in months now. I think we've... At first, I think we used to check on each other because we had we still had things for each other. Like, how are you? Yeah, Let's go out for like coffee. But... We both detach with time. Yeah. We grew differently. Yeah. Like, I love you, but I need to do my thing now, and you need to do your thing. Yeah. So we sat down. I think it's very important when you're going to end something, whether it's whatever it is in life. It doesn't have to be romantically. You end it in good terms. Yeah. When you end something, whether it's a divorce or a relationship or contract, a friendship, like I remember, even my friendships. I end if if I feel a disconnection, I I feel I'm gonna talk to you and I'm gonna mm -hmm. be like, hey, I feel like there's a disconnection mm -hmm. between us. I want you to know that I still love you, but if I'm not frequent in your life, this is why. Right. And right. we may not talk again. Right. Or if we do continue, but we're in the same understanding because sometimes you give so much into a relationship a friendship with somebody and they're not giving you their 100% and it's draining yes <laughs> it's very draining yeah. to be not with somebody and that this is with every aspect it can be family members mm -hmm. there's people in my family where I had to disconnect completely mm -hmm. they might be your family but if they don't bring you their peace and the, the happiness or that you don't need it. There's a, so I, to go along with that, there's a reason her name's Oshun, and to me she represents like self-love and self-worth, right? Mm -hmm. And there's this story about how she marries this guy, Shango, and I'm just gonna tell you it from like the African priestess side of the story, like mm -hmm. normally there's a different kind of the story that's put out there, but often by men, so we're gonna, we're gonna, <laughs> this is a podcast, we're gonna do this other side. And the whole thing is that Chango is a little bit of like a playboy. And Oshun, she's a ratio of like sensuality, self-love, self-worth, but also prosperity. Mm. But yet, in this like, in the ancient packages, in her relationship with Shango, while she was with him, they were poor the entire time. Um. So they had this like fiery sexual kind of connection, but they live their lives in poverty because she's the spirit of flow. But whoever you're partnered with, it can be a man, 
It can be a job, it can be a career, it can be a partner, depending on like how you just identify with, Absolutely. you know what I mean, gender orientation. It, whoever it is, mm -hmm. it can be a family member. Mm -hmm. You have to be so careful because they, especially for women, we literally are the spirit of flow. They will get that flow. It's you all know? connected. It's, it's all, all connected. connected. It's um, all connected. To be careful, I think people, it's okay to be known, it's okay, and personally, like you said, oh, you know, everybody just loves you, and but not everybody is so close to me, not everybody gets to get the Nicole that, I got it, yeah, you know, like, there's some things that it's just for me, my partner, and my best friend, or yeah. people that really know me to my core, if, you, yeah. if you've come to my bed and cried with me, we are legit together, like, yeah, there are things people think, oh, yeah, because I... I talk with everybody. I'm very social. Yeah, I'm you're very like open. Mm -hmm. There's things though that it's only me, myself, and my book. Like, yeah, and that's what people sometimes don't understand. There, you can't put yourself out there so much. People don't, and I've seen this everywhere, everywhere. Not everybody wants to see you shine. But why, like? And I struggle so much with that. Um, you know? Sorry, that's my. Funny. You're good. You're good. <laughs> um, I think it's. Well, those are personal issues, and that's not of my concern. If you have personal issues with not wanting better for other people, that's you, boo boo. You need to self reflect. You need to <laughs> do some you. writing. <laughs> you need to find yourself. Go, go to the nature. Find, I don't know. Do whatever you need to do. Uh, I've never been selfish like that in yeah. the sense where I've never been jealous of my best friend's achievements or I've never been jealous of my sibling's achievements or anything like that. I, I remember um, I lived with my little brother and well, he high school for me was very hard. I studied so much, and I didn't get to go to a full football game until I was a senior. And wow. for me, I only went to one game. Mm -hmm. It was the last game because it was the most epic one with our rival school. And that year, we actually won. So That was like the best one of all the ones to go to. Yes. That's so, awesome. But to me, like, you know how high school for some people is, like, so fun, and they do this and they do that, and they go to activities and they go to field trips? I never got that. I never, I was in school from 7, school started, like, at 8.30, 8.40, and then I was in school by 7 in the library studying. For me, it was very hard. Yeah. I was in AP, dual language. I was in clubs, like, but they were, like, I remember being in Hosa for, for those who are in the medical field, Hosa is like um, a club of health me uh, professionals and I remember getting so much into it that I forgot what it was to be 16 or 15 and I was living like I was 24, working, studying, paying my car, paying my insurance. And I didn't get that, I didn't get that. Yeah. So my brother got that. My brother got prom, my brother got homecoming, my brother got all the football games, all the away games. Yeah. My brother can go out with his friends, go 
for lunch outside. I didn't get that. And I remember being, I used to say, oh, the little one always gets the best things. Because the first one, the first child. <laughs> same thing. The yeah. first child, was they're so strict with the first child. <laughs> you can't do this, you can't do that. And it's like, oh, you, yeah. you, you, you don't have to fight as much as I can. And my mom was like, don't say that. You know, you know, you got your things. No, but you let him do things you didn't let me. And for me, it was just a game. I used to live behind my school. I was literally three minutes away walking from the football serious? game. Yes. No way. Yes. I used to go walking to school because I lived so close. I didn't have to waste gas. To literally, five-minute walk. So it was hard for me to, you know, to get there. But I didn't experience that with... I saw it as a family issue. Like, you guys let him do things that mm. don't let me do. But as my friends and my people out there, I, if people come to me, call me and text me, guess what? I was like, well, I got the job. Perfect, baby. I'm so happy for you. I'm that friend. You really are. My best yeah. friend lives in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm going to send her this podcast because yeah, shout out to you, to. baby. Um, she lives in Florida, and I haven't been able to see her since my graduation. Mm-hmm. And even though I can't make it, and well, now with the pandemic, I can't travel, but um, I send her things all the time. So, like, fruit baskets, um, chocolates, Aww. and that's how I... I miss you, like, oh my god, like, that's Aww. the way we, I buy so her things, send her, yes, for sure, <laughs> so that's just, you know, that's me, that's who I am. Yeah, but, so I have a question, though, it's kind of personal, but do you feel your light? My light? Yeah. Absolutely. You do? I do. That's awesome. It just, I just don't let everybody see it. Ah, uh, okay. Okay, I so think. what's the secret to that and not dimming it down? Because, like, I get attacked a lot, but I don't feel like I have, like, that wall. You know what I mean? So that's when, and I'm going back to when I said not everybody gets to know you. Mm-hmm. Um, there's people assigned to your life. Not everybody's assigned with a good purpose mm. or to stay forever oh, yeah. or... Some of my lessons I learned it the hard way. Like, I really wanted to be friends with that person. And yeah. that's my... If somebody doesn't want to be in your life, let them go. <laughs> let them go. <laughs> it's that simple, baby. Let them go. I'm not going to force nobody to talk to me. I'm not going to yeah. force you to be friends with me. Yeah. And it has happened where I'm nice... Mm-hmm. But that's because that's who I am. I want yeah. you to feel comfortable. I'm always giving gifts out. I'm always giving gifts out. My thing with the gifts is like, since me is the writing thing, um, I give a lot of journals and uh, mugs with little mm. things so that you can inspire. That's my thing. Yeah. If if you received a, a book and a bug from me, it's because I want you to prosper. And I want you to write your thoughts. I want you to get organized and be like get inspired. Write what you want for your life. What has happened is that I give some people. I I do this a lot. Like I don't do this with specific people. I just if I feel in my heart that I should give you a little detail, 
I don't do it so that you can be my friend or I can give it to you. Right. Like sometimes I'm I'm at Walmart, at Target, and I don't know. I just feel like I should give you something. I go buy it and I give it to you. I never see you again. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's just yeah. that's just who I am. Yeah. But sometimes the people I give them gifts um, stay in my life for a little process of their lives. Maybe they meet mm-hmm. me for a little bit and then it's like I see them fly and it's like amazing and I'm happy for you. Right. Um, and then some other people take it the wrong way. And people take it the wrong way with yes. No way. People take it the wrong way. So if you, if, I, if I gave you something and took it the wrong way, I'm sorry. I just, that's just who I am. I want you to prosper. I want you to write yeah. your thoughts. One of the things, if you get organized in your life, everything mm-hmm. flows. If you write down what you want, if you or if you write down step by step how you're going to achieve it, you right. will achieve it. But if you go through life just whatever happens happens, then that will keep on happening. Yeah, <laughs> like you're not gonna go nowhere. Yeah. You're not gonna you're not gonna be satisfied with like I I used to think that oh whatever happens happens because that's how I grew up. Mm-hmm. No. I studied, I worked hard for what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I have a paid off car. I'm so happy okay. at 20. Um, I'm gonna start. I had to stop school this year because of all the COVID thing. Mm-hmm. And it was hard for me to work and study just because I had uh, my apartment, my car too, you know? And I was mm-hmm. like, oh my God, I won't be able to. So I stopped, but I'm going back I'm so in July, now. and I'm, I have one more year, and I'm done. So after that, I'm going to start working and get a new car, because I fell in love with the new car. <laughs> and I really want it, and I'm working towards it, and, you know, just, I don't know, it's just, it's part of who I am. Yeah. It's, it's a learning process. I didn't get here. People meet me, people has meeting me, like, the 20-year-old Nicole, but they don't know the 15-year-old Nicole how many times she cried because mm-hmm. she couldn't do anything or it was so hard for her because she didn't have the understanding that she has that I have now. So it's like you're in a lingerie plan, really. Perf- Absolutely, yes. I started with that. <laughs> I just bought lingerie months ago. Like Does it change your life, life, though? So yes, for sure. <laughs> the first time, the first time, the first time I bought like an online bra for me, that was oh my god, the sexiest <laughs> thing ever. The sexiest I know, thing ever. The wicked, the online with like. Yep. Yeah, that's yep. the one. So yep. for those listening, the Wicked Online bra is like amazing because it's pushed up without the padding. Mm-hmm. You feel like you just stepped out of Victoria's Secret catalog when you have it on. It's, um... I'm, they're not paying me to say this, but it's a good bra. <laughs> it is a good bra. Um, I remember for the longest time, because, you know, I when I grew up, my kids, at, at least if I have a girl, I'm going to be so... Mimita, what do you like? What do you want to wear? How do you want things to be done? Yes. I want my daughter to speak out. Do you like this? Do you have like a that? voice and be heard? For sure. If I have a boy, so absolutely yes. But I feel like there's a taboo when it comes to girls and what yes. they want and what they. 
and being sexualized like that's been my latest thing is like where did I go from being like young and I wanted to wear these certain things and then I'm still like I was watching an interview with some of the Victoria's Secret like an old one but like Adrian Lima was in it and I think Alessandra Ambrose and I'm like you know I saw how beautiful they look and I realized I don't know if they get to really feel their own beauty and their own sexiness within this interview mm-hmm. you know what I mean just For in terms sure. of how they're being treated I realized hey Jasmine there was nothing wrong with being the little girl that used to wear these sparkly dresses mm-hmm. to then being older and wearing these like form-fitting clothes like this is a, go- a goddess god anointed orgasmic dazzling delicate exotically sensually sexy divine feminine packaging in a body yes ma'am <laughs> right? yes. Yes. I was like given to all like that's what we're walking in yeah, but yet sure. it's sexualized for another person at a certain age yeah Absolutely. You know, I know, and I know for African, I think for Hispanic too, it starts super young. Our bodies are sexualized super young. Yeah. Like I said, I wasn't allowed to wear jeans. I wasn't. Yeah. Like. I had um, to be super covered. Yes. And I, I remember I, for the longest time, I, okay, I'm learning how to like the beach. Okay. Now, I'm 20. And um, I went to back home a few months ago, and I remember I, I went to the beach, and I was like, mm, I don't think I'm ready yet to wear a bikini because I'm still breaking out with that mentality and those bonds. Right. It's definitely a computer stage, but it's still hard for me. I, I, I hated going to the pool on the beach because my parents didn't let me wear a bathing suit. If, whether it was a, a bikini or a whole suit, like the whole completely one, mm. I couldn't. So since I was little and I'm not studying, you know, I have a nice body, okay? I have a nice body. Girl, you better own it if you're wandering. You I don't have, have oh, you own it. I have a nice body. I got, you know, nice glutes. Like my She's booty is. When I wear well, fitted things, yeah. when I wear fitted things, people be like, oh my god, I didn't know you were that skinny because I'm not used to wearing fitted things. So, mm-hmm. um, like right now, these leggings, if I were to go to work, like people would be like, oh my god, I've never, I didn't know you were this tiny up here. Like, what? <laughs> what? Because I, I, I tend to wear not baggy clothes, but not too tight. Like, I can't. Well, I can now that I'm but learning you can, how to. Because it's the thing, I used to do the same thing, and I don't know, let's go, we go be doing, but I used to cover it with super baggy clothes, mm-hmm. and it even got worse because then the vibration, and you're not like this, but my vibration I was giving enough was like oh you're covering up your vibration so the attacks from men were actually worse the attacks from women were bad either way but the attacks from men were even worse because it was like it made me more vulnerable because then I wasn't owning the lingerie I was in absolutely I think it's it's um, it takes time I think so too it takes time yeah it definitely it's takes a process. time process I don't expect everybody you know to be like that from one day to another. Yeah. And I think we should be very careful. I think a lot of people out there judge. Oh, all the time. Um, and it's not giving, like, not winning their consent for you to feel like a goddess. Like, I remember, like, you can ask my best friend. So uh, when we met, I was very conservative. I'm still very conservative. Mm-hmm. I don't like to show off my body as much, I think. I'm very sexy in a very modest way. Yeah. Like, I can show cleavage, but I will wear it with, like, a, 
nice skirt or I will show leg with a nice off-the-shoulder top. Like, I don't have to be... You'll do top or bottom, but yeah. not top and bottom. Yeah, kind of type, of, type thing. of thing. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever be out there like that. I just, I really guard my body. I think yeah. my body's like, that's me. I guard it. Yeah. Not me and whoever's with me gets to have my body. Um, but... I don't know, it's just... That's beautiful, because that was your decision. Yes, that's my decision. You know decision. what I mean? I don't, I, I don't have to show my body to get the attention. Then. Right. I think girls are, you know, out there, people expose their bodies just to get attention. Sometimes, and sometimes maybe that's who they are. Yes. You know? That comes with a lot of, like... Not judgments, yeah, self-reflection. You have to really, be careful with. You have to really, yes, yeah. So, um, I rem I remember going to uh, Miami. I was mm -hmm. like fourteen. Well, I used to live in Miami, but I went on vacation, and you could see the disrespect, really, of people. Like, if you see a gorgeous person, you're like, just, you know, give them a nice stare, smile, wink, or whatever. Yeah. But don't go like, hey, yo, mamacita. And there's just... <laughs> Listen, I got I got yelled at at 15. Um, I, I wasn't even, I wasn't even, you know... Well, I had shorts on, but they were not short shorts. They were like mid-thighs with just a t-shirt, or I think it was a cami or whatever. And, listen, I'm very blessed up top, too. Like, you know, like, right. they're not they're not too big, they're not too small, but you can see them. If I wear something, you will see them. So, as, as a 15, like, I think he might have been 40 or 50 years old just calling me, you know? So, that's so tragic. But you that. know what, though? Clothes can't cover up, cover up an oar. Oh, that's, that's right. And yeah, I think sometimes, sense. like, that's kind of what it is. Like, yeah, we can see, like, the body thing, but it's that clothes can't cover up an aura. And some women have this extra, I don't want to, I'm not going to call it sexy or essential. I'm just going to say it's really soft. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And I think that's the thing. I think that some people, it's just who they are. Yeah, I think so, too. Some people grow up and they want... I mean, I feel sexy with or without clothes. But for some people... And that's not art form. Yes. <laughs> As a matter of fact, that's like a long time set of stilettos. They say... No, I'm, I think I'm just learning how to... Like, I just started wearing lingerie. So yeah. it's like, what do I like? What do I not like? Um... I'm a very lacy person. I, I figured... Okay, I like I, it. I'm starting to think that I'm a very lacy person. So I, I've been obsessed with lace. I want everything with lace. And I'm just owning it that way. So, and this is, believe it or not, this is actually a personal question, so you don't have to answer it. But <laughs> if Nicole were a lingerie collection, what would you be? Like, I would be soft, feminine, heavenly, with a touch of bondage, and definitely some sparkle. Oh my god. I would be... Oh my god, I have to think about this. <laughs> I know, it's actually... <laughs> Let me see. Hold on. I I, I would be um, a very romantic, mm -hmm. soft. 
I'm gonna say sexy because yes. um, I'm I'm learning how to own it. I'm learning how to own it. Um, it took me forever to to feel sexy in my own skin. Yeah. So sexy for sure. Um, I don't know. I think those. I like how you say bondage. I I think that's just a hint, just just to make you wonder. <laughs> For sure, just like the whole line, just to make you wonder. Um, oh, I would probably say a little mysterious then. Yeah, a little mysterious. I love it. Yeah, I love People it. People think they know me. They don't. Yes. And how did you learn how to feel sexy? Owning my shit. Yes. Can I say that? Can I say that? Yes. Owning, owning, owning my life. Mm-hmm. When you when you own your life, when you have control of what you want and what you get, yeah, you feel sexy. It yeah. doesn't matter. Sexy doesn't have to be uh, without clothing. I feel sexy when I'm cooking. I feel sexy when I'm writing. I feel sexy when I'm doing my things. I feel sexy when I'm taking care of somebody I love. I feel sexy when I can experience things. Like I, it's just, it's a, it's a way you see things. Mmm, deep. Oh. Sexy is the way you see things. Yes. Yes. That's that's beautiful. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um. And it doesn't matter. I could be look looking like I didn't dress uh, as much, and I would still feel sexy. I can feel sexy in my own skin. Hmm. I feel like a lot of people have a lot of um, misconcepts about yeah. what it is to be sexy, yeah. or what it is to be beautiful, or what it is to be independent, or what it is to be always feminine. Like oh yeah, feminine's a huge one. So. It's just when you own your stuff, you know, you own. <laughs> I love it. I was just, I was telling my friend like the lingerie is all how you own it. Yes, for sure. Like you know, if you want to wear that, go wear it. Go outside, yeah. wear your high heels, your skirt, your top, whatever. Want to dye your hair? Go for it. Like I just dyed my hair uh, a few months ago for the first time, for the first time, and it was amazing. I felt. The most amazing woman ever. Like when a woman steps into a transformation, she always changes her hair. That's uh, the best thing. That's like your nose was going to be a life changer. And it'll be like okay, I changed my hair or something. Yeah. I started drinking more water, taking care of my body, yes. healthier. Like lingerie, right? For sure, absolutely. I I even changed my um, closet, my dresser. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I went through a mm-hmm. transformation, uh, and this was recently, like in December. I changed. Uh, I went shopping, and I what I like, what I don't like. Wow. Like your my style. Yes. So how I used to dress is not the way I dress now. Yes. I love. I that. I love off the shoulder shirts or so feminine. I I, so I love it. I love yeah. it. I like to just wear that. I can wear that with shorts, that with skirts, with everything, jeans, whatever. Yeah. And I have so many of those at home because I like to style them. Yeah. But it took me a while to figure it out because my parents never let me buy it or it was just, you know I never tried it. So I was I went to um, 
uh, store. Their fittings were open because we were still in COVID or whatever. Yeah. We were, we their fittings were open, and I just decided to try it on, and I was like, you know what? I kind of like this. Mmm, that's beautiful. So, yeah, it's just stabbing now, you know. Designing new lace. Of course, absolutely. I love it. I love it. How does it feel to glow? It feels like you're living life. Mm. It doesn't matter what you're going through. You're living yeah. life. Um, I think that we're here to, um, of course, do what we need to do in art. Like, we all yeah. have a purpose, whether whatever it is. But I think that when you start to glow, you start to realize that um, your life is very important. Mm. Because yeah. if you're glow, you're not waiting on others to have like their validation or anything. Because that's the thing when you go to back dressing. It has to be for you. It can't be for anyone's for validation. And how did you talk to them about your life, with your family, with you know, yeah, for school, sure, anything. Um, and I think hopefully whoever hears this can learn from it a little bit, or maybe yeah, give it a little make thought. But. This is a process. People, yeah. sometimes their transformation don't come until they're 30 or after their divorce or whatever the reason. Mm -hmm. And I've seen it, and that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Uh, just because I feel like, and it has happened to me a lot where older girls come to me, and I'm not going to say they're jealous, but they see... No, they're jealous. <laughs> Girl, that whole shine thing that you want, it's not that they don't go on, but they kept their lids on, and you didn't, so... And you intuitively, something in Nicole, the essence of Nicole... I think... It's blight. Everybody goes to different faces, and to me, I grew up very fast. I was a 12, 13-year-old taking care of my family, taking care of my little brother, because my parents were always working, and, you know, it's just so much that... I started working when I was 12. Wow. So, like, you know, I, I don't know how... And maybe that's why I'm enjoying life right now, because I didn't get to when I was little. Yeah. It's a different type of fun, though. I love brunches. I don't like to go to parties. Like, I don't party a lot. <laughs> yeah. But I, I love to go to dinners and dress up nice and let's yes. go to let's go to downtown, y'all. Yeah, like, like, I don't wine taste that. Yeah, it's going to. Well, I'm well not, not 21. Yet. But yet. anyway, <laughs> not, not 21 really yet. But I, I do go to brunches a lot. I do go to dinners a lot. I like to dress up. Like, I like that atmosphere, that grown yeah. up mature atmosphere. I think that's. That's my way of owning it. Like, I don't know. It's just, I take my mom out to dinner. I say, Mommy, I need you to dress up. I need you, uh, for Mother's Day, um, I took her to uh, her favorite restaurant. I got her to a salon. I did her nails. Wow. We did matching nails. Wow. And it, we never got that when we were little. Like, you know yeah. how some mommies and daughters go to, like, do petties and manny? Yeah. I didn't get that. And I see that they you know, that's the thing, but I got it, you know, as an adult, and it's nice to be able to bless your mom like that or your parents like that. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, sometimes I I put money in people's purses. People don't know that. I put money, like, so it, it, yeah. pe sometimes <laughs> it happened once where I put, um, I was at a movie theater, and I put uh, $20 in a lady's purse just because, you know, you, you, you never know what they're going wow. through. And all of a sudden, uh, she's in front of me, 
and I see her going through her purse and she was asking who put $20 and, and she thought that it was somebody uh, next to her or her family or whatever. I don't know who was next to her. I didn't say anything because, but I was like, oh, she needed that for gas. Yeah. We, you know, so yeah. if she's out there, you know, I hope you're doing great. Okay. Everybody who I've, I don't know, because I, sometimes I just do those things that I don't ever get to see you again. Yeah. So, um, it's just, it's part of being, becoming who I am. That's so gorgeous. Like, one of my things, because uh, we've tried everything in laundry, is, like, treat every person like they're the most gorgeous laundry designer in the world. And I feel like that's what you do for other people. So I just want to commend you. I have this quote. I, I forget who originally said it, but I kind of transformed it because it's not the quote originally said, but the universe are your wings. Mm. And I feel like you are wings for so many people Aww, through you being <laughs> wings for yourself, though. Yeah. So please accept that. Like, I think you're so amazing. You're thank so you. dazzling. Thank I'm you. so proud of you, and I cannot oh, wait to see where you go from here. So. For sure. Um, of course. Whenever yeah. you want, I'm here. I'll keep you guys updated. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Any last messages for a girl who maybe is like where you were at twelve and like working all those jobs and you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Or person going through after COVID and you're like, okay, (laughs) the whole world's shifting. I think that we need to find uh, little things that makes us happy. Yeah. There has to be something. Even for me, it's writing. For other people, it's cooking. For other people, it's just watching the sunset, enjoying those good times. Um, You know, everything happens for a reason. Take the positive out of it. You know, we're here to make a difference. If if we if we if we take time to acknowledge everything even the good and the bad brings you a learning yeah experience whatever it is yeah it it, it can be the worst thing and you you there has to be something coming out of it mm-hmm. out of it whether it's for good or for you to learn or for bad or for for you to think about your life or whatever yeah you can learn from everything yes i and I, I think we t- I, we've talked about this for sure, you and I. Um, I enjoy my coffee cheese <laughs> yeah. so much. You have so, to tell them what you do. So, <laughs> like, what? You tell them. So I do my coffee a different way. I have a machine where I boil the water, put the coffee in the filter, and I pour the water and it goes down to, you know, to the little container. So that's how I make coffee, right? But I cut cheddar cheese, right, shred cheese into my mug, and I pour the hot coffee into the cheese. So I drink the coffee, right? And by the end of the coffee, there's just melted cheese at the bottom. And with a spoon, I just go and get the cheese and just eat it. It's bliss. Yes. (laughs) It's bliss in all the world. Listen, I had that this morning. I I think there's not a day where I don't go. Um, I drink coffee a lot. For me, coffee is a way of reconnecting with... If I drink coffee with you, we, we're we in a different type of level. Like, if you can sit down at my house and drink coffee with me, we're a different type. I think that 
She's like, we're connected. Yeah, we're connected. <laughs> For me, coffee is very important. Yeah. Um, I think it's like a, because I grew up, I used to drink coffee with my cousins. Oh, okay. So that's like a so, thing. So, uh, yeah, that, that's a thing. My We were like five or six, and my grandma would pour us a little bit of coffee. Our parents didn't like us drinking coffee, so we would do it, um, like, when we go to grandma's house. And You're I, even I, whispering it now. <laughs> My dad used to get so mad when I used to drink coffee. And for the longest time, I didn't drink coffee at home. But I would yeah. go to grandma's house and I was like, Mommy, because I got her mama yeah. too. I want some coffee. I have a headache. I want some coffee. It's been three days without coffee, Mom. <laughs> so um, now, of course, I drink coffee in the morning and sometimes in the afternoon. But at first, it was like three, four times a day. But it was just a way of sitting down with my cousins and after school and watching TV and, you know, talking about life. My grandma used to, you know, give us advice or whatever, but... So that became um, my thing. I used yeah. to invite people to my house to drink coffee. That's beautiful. And then people like how I make it. That's I mean, I'm not no uh, barista, but... Hey, but you may be on the low. Like, I, I've never tasted... Any yeah. coffee like mine, and I'm I'm not saying to be like bragging or anything. It's just, I think it's the things I put in the coffee, because I don't just put the coffee from the no. I put a with cinnamon. I put a little bit of you know a little secret yeah. lines, um, yeah. and it's it's amazing. People like my coffee. So. I love it. This is a question that I come out of left field, but like last question. I know you're really close with your godparents as well. Oh, yes. What is one lesson they could think about that your godmom might have either a quote or something she told you? Oh, you can my leave goodness. Us Absolutely. I think that your, I think godparents are very important. I think you should be very careful with who you choose to be your kids. Or, you know, I, uh, for me, culturally, I don't know how, have you seen it, but in my culture, parents choose their godparents when they're little, mm. so they present them whether it's a church, a Catholic church, or whatever. Um, my godparents at birth, I don't know who they are. I I think I met him, like, met them one time, but I don't have that connection of having the godparents. And I remember being little, and my brother had his godparents, and his godparents were so close to his life. His godparents were planning his birthdays, big birthdays, my brothers were never that big. I think my biggest birthday was recently, like probably last year's. Really? When yes. you were like, yeah. Because my brother's godparents were all so present in my brother's life, upon with my parents, of course. So when I turned 18, I chose um, a couple that are very close to me. Um, because I felt like they knew me mm -hmm. as I saw a motherly love in her and I saw fatherly love in him. And I'm not saying I didn't get love from my parents, but it was a different type of mm -hmm. love. And then all four of them have imparted life into my life. Mm. My godparents are such a blessing to me. Mm. Um, I've been with them since I'm uh, three years now, and my godfather is, I'm not saying, I look, 
he has taught me things that I want to look into a man, what a man, how, how a man should treat me. Uh, because I some, I, I'm not saying my dad didn't treat me well. My dad, I love my dad. He gave me the best he could. But there are times where I just wanted my dad to hug me and tell me that it was okay to, to cry. It was okay to, but I didn't necessarily get that when I was little. Now that I'm older, it's like I talk to my dad, but it's it's a different type now. I'm, I'm mature, I'm, I'm older, I'm an adult. Whether he, my parents accept or not, I'm an adult. So the first time that I got flowers was from my godfather. Aww. When I was 18, he got Aww. me a bouquet of roses. Aww. And to me, that... So it wasn't something someone did or said, it was the action. It was the action of your godmother, the action of your godfather. Yes, my... I think... My, and you my, show other people's actions all the time. I, I think, think that it. people say things a lot, but not necessarily do it. And that's why, yeah, even with my parents, my, action. my my dad says, says so many things, but not necessarily does them. So that's mm-hmm. how... If I say that I love you, I'm going to demonstrate it to you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, whether it's buying you dinner or yeah. bringing you coffee in the morning or... Given you, I love to write letters. I love, love to uh, write handwritten letters. Yeah. And I love receiving them. The first time I received a, of course it was a love letter, but I love it, it was a handwritten one. And to me, I, it got, oh my God, this means so much to me. Like I knew yeah. he loved me, but he dedicated time yeah, into write writing it. Aww. So I think, it's just the way they treat me, the, the way they Aww. bless me. It's amazing. Well, I feel like you bless other people in so many ways that the universe saw it to bless you with them. So thank you. And now you bless all of us on the podcast. <laughs> I love it. Hopefully you guys have fun. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, of course, of course. Thank you for having me. Uh, anytime, board, it's right down the street. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Right really, down really down close, yes. <laughs> thank right. you so much. Yes, love. Beautiful. Thanks so much for joining the gorgeous Nicole and I. And I hope you have fun as you sit down to relate, draw your own lingerie plans for your wings and for your lace and for your just who you are. And always hold into that worth of yourself being laced in your own body and being laced of your own truth. Absolutely. Have a nice day. Oh, there goes the whipped cream. <laughs>